can't believe that you haven't seen it Love it so much you really gotta stream it Let me tell you every line right now I can quote the whole thing since I was 12 Maybe your mom told you no She said she wouldn't give you Hey, 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 hey! Welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, along with my lovely co-host, Jane Charity Hammer. And um, we are coming at you uh, once again, always live and in color. Uh, And before we get started, I do want to say that if you are interested in keeping tabs on us and what's going on with us, we actually just won an online, like, Webby Award for our... (laughs) Twitter, um, it was voted as the most vibrant and the most active uh, Twitter account online. Um, we run by actually me. run by Janie. We um, we we uh, reseated, um, you know, our former president, uh, uh, Cheeto in Chief, um, and we we grabbed the award. So I have to thank Jane for that. There's a lot of really intense conversations happening over there about all sorts of um, issues in the world. Mm-hmm. Jane being a uh, a Jane of all trades, um, so to speak, <laughs> has really taken it upon herself to to center herself in a lot of these conversations. Um, she has for better or for worse, <laughs> for better or for worse, um, mm. for problematic sake, whatever you know what I mean. Accountability be damned. She is really made herself a foremother in the conversation around. Um, <laughs> I know the Black Lives Matter movement. Jane is like a key voice in, and she often gets into heated debates with women of color. That's sort of her thing. Oh, God. Just say the goddamn handle already. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it's Twitter. It's a MWM chat. You get a little bit of a teaser, a taste of it right now, the volatile nature of who she is. <laughs> and also, you can uh, find us on Instagram, and you can even find us on Facebook. We're still over there, despite all the reasons why we shouldn't be. Um, you can find us there at Movies We Missed as well. Um, Jane... How are you doing? Um, So you gave me the middle name of Charity, and I was wondering if it was because you felt like I looked like a charity case at the moment. When you roast yourself, it makes... (laughs) I just get to sort of... Yeah, I just get to sit here. And so um, it clearly touched on something within. Um, So... I don't know whether or not that's why I said it. It doesn't matter because it's- you've provided that as a possibility. So let's just let's leave I- it there. I will neither deny nor confirm. <laughs> I've looked better. I, I am. I mean, I'm not currently hungover, but I woke up this morning and was hungover. Um, I thought the last time I spoke with you, you were last two times I've spoken with you. I think you were hungover both times. <laughs> no, I've only been oh. hungover twice since I've been in Boston. So have you only drank twice then since you've been there? (laughs) Or have you been drinking every day consistently? (laughs) I'm just asking. I don't know. The the listeners want to know. (laughs) Um, I would say I have had alcoholic beverages more than twice, but I have overdone it twice or at least i'm just tired you know i don't i had a good time i wouldn't say i overdid it have you been able to stitch together uh, multiple days without drinking alcohol <laughs> or is that still sort of the monkey on your back at this point <laughs> there's no monkey on my back at this point i didn't have anything to drink today but hey it's what about yesterday ho, ho 
holidays. Well, yesterday is what I did, is when I drank a bunch. See, here's the deal. You actually didn't answer my question, though. Have you stitched together two days without consuming alcohol? <laughs> I yes or no? Have. No, I you actually have? Have. Yes. When? <laughs> when? Um, I didn't drink anything on Sunday, and I didn't drink anything on Monday. Okay. All right. I'll yeah. just need to talk to Nanam to confirm that, and then we're good to go. Um, but yeah, sure. By the, by the way, how dare you, as you sip your cocktail, sit in judgment of me? Water, one, water, one, and one, one and done. You know, I'm not going to be feeling this. You know, in the the early morning hours of you know the day the day to come. Well, uh, I I have reason to celebrate. I'm just teasing yeah. you. You do have reason to celebrate. You're you're beautiful <laughs> as all get out. Your hair is looking oh. really good. You were really concerned about how bad your roots were. I remember you mentioned mm-hmm. that you thought they weren't looking good. You said that, not me. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, it's looking gonna, great. I, I was terrified people are going to find out I'm not a natural blonde. Um, and thankfully, shout out to my friend Lindsay, who gave me a great haircut, great color, like brought me back to life. Yeah, you look um, good. Thank you. I'd love to take the spotlight off of me and and just shove it on you. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. Um, yeah. I'm I'm here. You know, um, Dave and your wife uh, Tara. They are uh, in the other room right now making a meal that um or on the road to that better be all they're making is what I gotta say. Oh, you mean instead of not sweet sweet love? Yes, not. I did uh, hear. I thought I heard uh, the cooing of an Emma Bunton. So I feel like they may have been playing. Somebody may have been playing two become one. I'm not sure. Um, but but they're adults. So if they're going to go on a, I don't know, a, a journey to themselves by way of each other's bodies, then uh, who am I to, to crack the door open and say, what, what are you two up to? You know what I mean? So I'm going to let them, you know, yeah. lesbian and gay. You know, come together, and I, I did see Tara unpack some muslin gowns, so I assumed that there may be. Of course, and that is that is the typical um, lesbian mating um, costume, as they say. So that's how you're like ushered into it, right? Mm-hmm. Officially, mm-hmm. Yeah. okay. So you're handed a muslin gown as soon as you utter the words of your queerness. If I hear. Fast car or constant craving, then I'm going to know to oh, hold on one second. I thought I heard Sunny Came Home by Sean Colvin earlier. And I was like, what in the little affairs going on in this room? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on it for sure. Yeah, let uh, me know. Because, you know, I've been out of town for a while and she's probably, you know. You've been, have you been dipping and doing it? Or are you, you know, holding your, your vows? I have been... Um, <laughs> Long I, I've, I've been as as faithful as i can be and that's how I'll... different area codes am i right <laughs> ludicrous said it first wasn't that, was yeah. that ludicrous? it was yeah okay there's one yeah. um and as he said i do have hoes in different area codes but i'm not sleeping with them what are you doing then Just i don't talking know. a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst affair ever. <laughs> uh, Nobody oh gets laid and everybody's just emotionally exhausted. <laughs> that sounds like a lesbian relationship if I've ever heard one. Um, <laughs> Anyways. So, 
so uh, Jane, as we're going to actually have to make a little bit of uh, an amendment, you know, so call us, call me, call me Connie, the Constitution, because we're going to be making some amendments today. Okay. (laughs) And not in the name of January 6th. We do not (laughs) condone what happened there. Um, But we are going to have to let you know that we were originally going to be doing Weekend at Bernard's, um, a lovely um, French um, noir film from uh, the 19th. Yeah, it was a period piece. Um, But unfortunately, um, little problem we ran into the movie was not able to be rented um and it wasn't streaming anywhere even though i swear i saw it's it impossible somewhere. it's impossible yeah. like we were looking for it everywhere and the only thing that you can do is buy it and it was just like i could not bring myself to buy weekend yeah <laughs> it seemed like too much for what it's what it's gonna be and we both know what it's gonna be um so don't worry when we see it streaming it's going down. It's going down. Know? We might we might make another call. We might be asking you to call us Connie once again because we would yeah. be making another amendment. Another old-fashioned switcheroo. You know, <laughs> Ellen Burstyn, Jimmy Smith's Eat Your Heart Out. Um, so... So this week we changed the movie. Jane's really trying to push me. She's trying to push this thing. I was going to reveal. She doesn't want to reveal it, and then I was like, "It's not my movie to reveal." It's not, Jane. So exactly. So I was like trying to kick it to you. Don't you dare! I always want to be here with you. Oh my god, I'm not one of your your what highfalutin um, Boston cronies that you probably go out and eat baked beans with all the time. Um, (laughs) Your idea of. (laughs) <laughs> I do around here. I've like literally baked Boston baked beans are so disgusting. Have you ever? We're talking about the candy, right? Yeah. And my I wife love, I love Boston baked them. beans. They're Ew. so good. They're so they have a really, disgusting. They have a really deep, um, they have a really deep, like molasses based um flavor. Oh, yeah. There's something very like homey about them. Um They're I've loved them good. since I was a tot, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. And you probably haven't even been to the Cheers bar, have you? <laughs> no. I don't think I've ever been there. <laughs> Why not? You don't want to put on like a newsboy hat and like go in and like throw your, your satchel bag on the counter and just be like, <sighs> I don't today was a pay. doozy. I don't want to pay $27 for a mediocre burger and a Bud Light. Oh, God. <laughs> judgy, judgy. Um... Someone call and you can go ahead and call him Brennan because I mean, she's not the only one judging. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, so this week I had to pull a switcheroo and I gave Jane um, the um, the 1994 concerto that is um, Ivan Reitman's Junior um, starring uh, Danny DeVito. Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, uh, a really snacky-looking Franklin Gala. Let's keep it real. <laughs> our, boy, our boy looks good. Um, a silver fox. <laughs> absolutely. And, and a woman with a hairstyle for most of the movie, very similar to one Jane's wearing today, um, one Miss uh, Emma Thompson. So um, <laughs> She yeah. did have good hair in that movie. And also I thought, her hair was much longer than mine. But I'll I thought... I thought that you were, I thought that was your inspiration for today. I thought you were in character and you were going to be playing on Dr. Dan Redden, the role made well, famous by her. I mean, frankly, I don't know if you noticed, but it was a wick. <laughs> we should talk about it. Let's, let's, well, we'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into so it. we've got Junior. 
I'm going to go ahead and read my synopsis. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to see if we can get Alicia on the phone. Okay. So we can get this party started. <laughs> Pink. All right. <clears throat> go to that dark place. Oh, brother. Well, in this case, perhaps I should say, oh, mother. Leland University geneticist Dr. Alex Hesse and OBGYN Dr. Larry Arbogast have invented a revolutionary fertility drug called Expectane that is said to prevent miscarriages. After testing the drug on chimpanzees for several years and finding much success, they are counting on the FDA to provide funding for a human clinical trial. After the FDA fails to give them the needed approval for a human trial, the Leland University Review Committee, headed by Dr. Noah Baines, also cuts their funding and hands over Dr. Hesse's research facilities to a bumbling but lovable British geneticist by the name of Dr. Diana Redden. Dr. Redden and her ovum cryogenic research soon unseat and displace Dr. Hesse at Leland University. Dr. Hess is now without financial backing or a path forward for his expecting research until Larry informs Alex that he's spoken with a colleague at the Canadian firm of Linden Pharmaceuticals that has agreed to financially back the project if they can find a human volunteer for an expecting trial. A couple of problems. They'll have to do it without the FDA finding out, and they'll have to find a volunteer willing to take the drug. This is where the story gets problematic. Larry convinces Alex, rather quickly I might add, to take the drug himself. Alex will apparently just have to take routine dosages of hormones along with the expectane. Alex will have to carry the fertilized egg in his perineal cavity while they routinely dose him with expectane. Then, after the first trimester, they will end the trial. They'll have the evidence they need for Linden Pharmaceuticals. Alex becomes pregnant without a hitch, like really quickly. And all is going well. Soon enough, it will be time to end the trial. One more little problem. Alex is pregnant and loving it. He doesn't want to terminate the pregnancy. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention that the egg that they used for the experiment was stolen from Dr. Redden's lab. And as they'll soon find out, is actually her personal egg that has been donated to this would-be experiment without her consent. No consent at all. Nada. So Larry has assisted Alex with getting pregnant using an egg belonging to Dr. Retton. Also, Dr. Noah Baines, who initially cut their funding, is catching wind of certain changes in Alex. And once he discovers that Alex is pregnant, he's seeing dollar signs and trying to hitch his wagon to the first cisgender male pregnancy. Will Larry and Alex be able to keep their little bundle a secret? Will Diana and Alex fall in love? Will this movie be panned by critics and spectators alike, regardless of how it ends? Someone needs to have a meeting with the Leland University HR department. Uh, Preferably senior level? Because these violations are anything but junior. (laughs) That was a great last line. (laughs) So, yeah, it was a lot. This was a doozy of a synopsis because there was so much that happened. Um... I, I mean, majority of it, obviously, like completely unsound in terms of medical anything. But I did want to make sure that I got as much information in here as I did so that we were free to just, you know, really, really have a conversation about what occurred. Yeah. 
And I'm um, glad you did because also it was like I like I was so focused on like the oh God, what is the word that I'm looking for? I mean, the science doesn't hold up as well. No, 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 not at all. Of course not. And also like just the complete erasure of like trans people existing ever in the world. Like this was made obviously trans people have been around forever, but there was like no acknowledgement. And I don't know if like I I, I don't know if there was like a official like first trans man to have a baby but like clearly that's been happening for eons whether it's been reported on or not so it was just so like (laughs) it's just so like was just funny to experience that in the world we live now and then going back into 1994 and being like this is a mess (laughs) also as i'm sure we're gonna touch on like many times throughout um there also was like uh, there wasn't really like like anything that revealed itself within um Alex Hess's character um played by Arnold Schwarzenegger as like remotely like you know in touch with his emotions or like in any way you know sensitive you know or or really like just happy or like joyful or anything it was like always it was like you know put into the category of like uh of being feminine and it was just equated to these drugs, like their way of sort of dealing with like like this hormones being quote out of control because like he showed an emotion. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, this is, that's also like, that's an addition. That's an addition to like the question mark of this science that's happening, which is just like, (laughs) no, this is how any of this works, but you say it with enough authority. Also, like I love them like throwing like all of this, like, really intense dialogue at like Arnold Schwarzenegger to like oh my explain God. <laughs> like what's going on because his eyes are all but glazed over as he is like <laughs> doling out these facts regarding like the like genetic reports and like you know the efficacy of you know these uh, these uh this um expectane drug and it's like sure yeah, like I couldn't believe anybody less as a scientist and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> because, like, literally, like, he, first of all, the thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger in any role is that he's serving monotone every time. Like, I wonder how it works, like, with the director when they're like, hey, Arnie, let's, like, try it a different way. And he just delivers it exactly the same way in the exact same tone every time which in and of itself is a bit of a delight because you know that's what you're getting with you him, know what you're getting it's a very yeah. like charles barkley hosting snl moment for yes you. exactly um, there are these moments towards the end of the movie when like a spoiler alert um uh arnold is giving birth and there's like these moments where like the music it's really <laughs> like it's like they all of a sudden decide that they want to deal with this like in like an earnest and like a serious way. I have a whole thing about the score too. Cause it's like the score a lot of the time is trying to tell me to feel it's like, it's trying to tell me to feel like sentimental about this moment. And I'm like, he absolutely robbed a woman of her like chance to have her own child. And like, I'm sorry, like I can't feel like connected with him because like he's all of a sudden grown this baby. Although, although it should be noted that like he had nothing to do with the actual egg he did not and he is appalled when he finds out that you know Danny DeVito's character of Larry has done this which is it's a major like violation like oh my goodness I can't even Um, 
Well, I also, I called it. Like, the, I called so many things in this movie. I was like, as soon as, like, they show Danny DeVito, like, <clears throat> you know, prancing around quietly in the lab trying to steal some fucking harvested eggs, and he opens up the, like, cryogenically frozen eggs and it's like bubbling like a you know a witch's brew and he pulls out the thing that says junior and i was like i bet you anything that that is emma thompson's egg and so i was really proud of myself for guessing that and i actually i'm gonna okay so i'm not gonna get too preachy um but i did want to bring up like a fact that i do think is just interesting about this mm-hmm. because like it's not this but like this just it makes me think about like the way that like just black bodies have been used and, and donated mm. to science without their permission you can look up henrietta Lacks if you don't mm. know any who henrietta Lacks is it's appalling um spoiler alert um and then also like there was a religious organization in philadelphia in like the 1970s called move and it's if you look them up it's really like wild what happened with them and literally like the philadelphia police department literally like they were in a standoff with them and they dropped a, like a bomb in the middle of the city and they bombed them and then like oh the, and there were children that were killed and like year oh. like recently at universities like i think princeton was one of the universities like they somehow obtained like the bot the bones of these children and then like use them for science and like they did like a whole like video presentation of them basically showing like how like t- just merely scientific and like they don't mention where they got the body parts from or anything and it's just like these children having lost like any sense of autonomy in the world and like there was a really big pushback you know and people came forward and were like this is appalling like wh- you're literally taking like the remains of these children without their permission obviously and like you don't you or their parents mission because they were killed also and you've literally donated their body to science and it's like for a university like like princeton to be doing things that appalling and like in the video they're like these bones have a little bit of char on them because of like you know but it's like they don't really go into it and it's like you know damn well that like you have no right to be okay so i'm sorry anyway uh i'm off my that's that's horrible it's crazy you guys i'm sorry we bring you sometimes we bring you the history sometimes we bring you the hilarity um so uh but yeah no but this movie it's like absolutely like taking like this woman's like but also it's like taking anyone's like it's it does happen to be hers obviously and she's a character that we care about but it's like what what i mean just the theft of frozen (laughs) eggs to begin with is so fucked up just like i mean i'm sure that wasn't a conversation that was maybe being had in 1994 but i just think about like the people in my life who i know who have like you know gone through their own rounds of ivf and spend so much time you know um harvest you know having their eggs harvested and the emotional and physical painful journey that they go through and then like someone just walks into a lab and steals some just to like get arnold schwarzenegger pregnant (laughs) like (laughs) fucked up and it pissed me off because it was like this movie which again of course is a comedy and is like you know a hijinks galore and like of course I laughed while watching it but like the real truth of it is is that like there's not any sort of like like attention paid to how like devastating that is to do and like how horrifying the lack of consent 
um oh oh absolutely and they like i think they like i feel like they try and put a band-aid on it by like having her end up with arnold schwarzenegger and then the the movie falling in love with him and i'm like okay and then at the end of the movie also like she's pregnant in the last scene of the movie so we're like oh so diana gets hers too um but it's like it's a lot um so yeah, there. I mean, there's so much in this movie. Like, so okay. So I'm. So do, I'm. Am I taking over? Do you want me to? I'm sorry. I don't want to talk over you. No, 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 no. I just thought since we sort of started talking about Emma Thompson's wig, we should just go there officially. Now yeah, let's do it. Synopsis. Let's do it. So okay. So when you first meet Emma Thompson, first of all, I was delighted to see her. I did not know she was in this movie, yeah, and yeah. she really, as she always does, brings the gravitas to an ins insane fucking like idea of her movie and she's funny and she's bumbling and she's cute and i love her and she's so good every line she delivers is so good like i just always believe her and her world you know absolutely um uh but they dress her up and my mom i watched this with my parents because i met my parents house and one of the things my mom brought up is she was like it's so annoying how like because she's a woman of science they dress her like at least in the beginning they clearly towards the end of the movie start making her like dress cuter and have nicer hair and whatever but they make her into this sort of like bumbling mess of a woman who like can't both be like i don't know possibly like able to take care of themselves in like you know a a standard way and also be like a really um you know a a really accomplished scientist like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like you know quote-unquote well-dressed and an accomplished scientist like why does she have to be like the mess you know what I mean I feel like what they were like going for is like I feel like they were thinking like oh like her position next to Arnold Arnold because as Arnold becomes pregnant they put him in like these like really soft like pink uh, like and like salmon and like teal colored like linen like uh, <laughs> like sh- blouses yeah. and like blouses these the vests <laughs> these like vests and like I mean I'm sure if like you know if I were to be pregnant. I would love probably I probably love summertime having a lot of linen moments. Um, Absolutely. But I feel like they were going for like her sort of representing like the masculine energy to Arnold's like feminine energy. Oh, maybe yeah. I didn't. But but I do get what. But I do get what you're saying because it's often a case that it's like we don't need to wonder why this one hasn't found love look at her hair look at that look at that unkempt ponytail (laughs) of course she has to freeze her eggs and i was about to exactly i was about to say that of course she has to hope that one day a man will show up um no yeah i it's funny though her hair though that you say that about her hair because i'm so bad at clocking any of it oh Um, so it's just like a few scenes towards the end where particularly when they're like walking around the spa retreat mm -hmm. um when arnold is also dressed like woman um (laughs) and emma's like she like asks him if he has a private room and she's like well i might as well like i'm i'll be damned if i'm going to have a baby with a man i've never slept with or whatever and it's like okay whatever but I was looking at her hairline. I could tell it was a wig in that scene. So I I didn't go back and like notice it in every scene, but certainly towards the end. And maybe it was because they added a couple scenes in or something and she'd already changed her hair. But that's possible. Definitely a wig. 
I mean, it's a, it's a thick head of hair, though, too. It's like a long, thick head yeah. of hair. So, I mean, I guess it's not that out of the, you know, realm of possibility that, you know. Because on this show, we talk about we talk about wigs, everybody. We just, we do. you know, we do. We want everybody to know. It's A lot of it's movie magic, and that's and okay. Why, you, yeah, we aren't. We can't all have that thick, lustrous hair. You know? And if you want it, you know, sometimes you got to go out and pay for it because a lot of the exactly. celebs do. And when I say we talk about it, I mean, Jane talks about it because I don't have the knowledge to talk about it, but I'm always <laughs> intrigued to hear about it because I'm horrible at clocking them. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so all of this happens. Also, so so these two, we have Dr. Larry Arbogast played by Dana DeVito, and he's an OBGYN. And then there's a moment towards the beginning of the movie, um, Jane just laughing at the premise. Because of like, the, the idea of walking into your OB your new OBGYN's office waiting with your legs in the stirrup and in walks in Danny DeVito. I would be, I would be, <laughs> there would be a Jane size hole in the door. I'd be like, I love you, Danny DeVito, but I can't have you near and near my nether regions. <laughs> Cause it's just like, what is Frank Reynolds doing here? Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> and so Danny DeVito is in the movie. We meet Danny DeVito's ex-wife. Her name's Angela. She's played by the actress, Pamela Reed, who also starred in an Ivan Reitman film with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger called Kindergarten Cop, which I'm sure James, yeah, you've never I seen have, that, have you? Um, I don't know if I've seen Kindergarten Cop. I may have seen it a hundred years ago, but I don't remember it. Noted. Um, but I did. I mean, I did notice that this is an Ivan Reitman joint, and it he's, is, yeah. you know, done a ton. He's done. He was like the '90s king, really, of this yeah. type oh. of movie. Oh wow! You gave him a lot with that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, got- Ivan Reitman famously. Um, wait, okay, so Ivan Reitman, Jason Reitman is Ivan Reitman's son. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Wait, who's who's Jason Reitman? Um, Jason Reitman is a um, director. Jason Jason Reitman, I think Jason Reitman directed Up in the Air. Um, He's directed like a couple things. He directed Up in the Air. Okay, Up in the Air, um, the new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie that just came out. Young Adult with Charlie Theron. Didn't Ivan Reitman do the original Ghostbusters? Or he was at He's a producer. Yes. Okay. That, that that I think that was sort of the part of it. He also directed a Thank You for Smoking in Juno. Sorry. Mm. So been in That's the business. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh Pamela Reed plays Angela, Danny DeVito's ex-wife. Um, and and what like is makes no sense at all. She, she shows up like at his <laughs> medical office and she's like, I'm pregnant. And he gets really excited and he's like, Oh my god, I can't believe like we're having a baby. They're divorced, but he he mentions like there was one time where they've had sex. Um I think I guess in the uh, the window that would be possible for her to be have gotten pregnant in. And she sort of gives him like the head nod of no. Um and then she reveals to him that it was a member of Aerosmith who got her pregnant. Um, and it's like, and she's like, well, we couldn't have gotten pregnant from just one time given all of our fertility issues. It's like, you absolutely could, A. Well, that's, um, how it, and all, that's how it works. It takes one time. It takes one time. All it takes is one time for it to happen. And it's like this other person who it sounds like you just had a one night stand with as well but you were like i mean you could be certain obviously you're the one who's pregnant you know your body you you know you know when you conceive the child so i'll give you that but it was just like the fact that she was like depends on your lifestyle though that's true we know we know jane um but yeah so i thought that was really funny and then also oh we're gonna say 
No, I was just going to say, I thought that was really funny. And then I thought it was really funny that she was insisting her ex-husband be her OBGYN. Yeah, funny or cruel. Because yeah. it, is, it is so clear <laughs> that he, like, still has feelings for her. And he also... And, like, their whole thing was, like, they spent seven years trying to make a baby. And now yeah. she's pregnant with someone else. And she's like, I want you. And I only want you to be my OG- OBGYN. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to pour salt in this wound weekly. <laughs> It's like, I don't know. It's like from it's like there's like you want that moment of Dane DeVito just like this is heartbreaking for me. Like every time you come in here and I watch like, you know, I watch your belly grow and I see this life forming. All I can think about is what we didn't have. And it's like, but and don't you get that? And it's like, I don't care. Nope. <laughs> you're the best in the biz. Like although, you're although I, a selfish bitch. Also, I did come to the conclusion that I think what Angel was actually after was that discount discounted price for that OBGYN. Because <laughs> I was like, you know he's not sending her a bill. You know he's probably just paying those bills out of pocket or something, or oh telling that God. secretary to not, you know, <laughs> to to credit it as zero when she leaves the office. And I was like, What we'll place this? I see you. Uh, yeah, I know. you gotta do what you gotta do. No she's copay, like, no insurance. Yeah, she's like, I'm not new to this. I'm tr- I'm true to this, okay? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do everything I can to get out of panic. And you know what? I'm mad at it. Did you notice? I'm sh- I'm 100 sure you did notice a little cameo um, who showed up in Danny DeVito's office. Um, Are you talking about Aida Totoro? No, because she I, plays oh. the secretary. Oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about her. She Aida Tutoro plays the secretary. She also plays um, Tony Soprano's sister on The Sopranos. So when I saw her, I was like, "Yes, Mama, hey, I sis. see you out here working, making that that um, '90s coin." <laughs> that that I did notice her, but that wasn't who I was talking about. Oh, of course. Yeah, oh, my boy, boy, my boy, Christopher Maloney. Christopher um, Maloney, a balding Christopher Maloney. It was, it was <laughs> holding on to every last hair in the nineties. It was I like think. it was like <laughs> he, a, and he was like thirty two in this movie. I looked it up, and <laughs> his hair was so wispy. I was like, just shave it. I promise you. From from the future, you look so much hotter with a shaved head. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he's looking real good. Everything's looking yeah. right. Um, Peruge. Um, but mean, yeah, this wisp for those of you who don't know, Christopher Maloney is Brandon's. Like, I feel like it's like if you saw him on the street, there would be no questions asked. It would be like we're doing this, we're throwing down. You know that wouldn't happen. If I saw him on the street, I would like cross to the other side of the street and be like, oh, let me get out of here. <laughs> of course. But like in your wildest fantasies or whatever. You don't know anything about my fantasies, Jane. I just think the man's attractive, okay? <laughs> this, this isn't, he's not my Kristen Stewart, okay? So. Oh my God. So we got to see like the monkeys in the lab. So we see the lab that um, Dr. Hess works in and then mm-hmm. he promptly doesn't get approved for FDA's university sets like pull his funding and Emma Thompson moves in but then they decide to share it uh, because she didn't realize she was like kicking him in uh, kicking him out and so they have the little monkeys everywhere and they're so sweet and I was wondering do you think those monkeys are dead um uh I don't know what's the life expectancy of a chimpanzee I don't know is that a chimpanzee I don't know they said chimpanzees when um, that's what Arnold said Okay. Um, so let me look up because I'm actually 
curious what we're looking at as far as um i'm literally okay 33 okay they say like 33 can can live up to okay the average life expectancy of a chimpanzee is 33 years in the wild and 50 to 60 years under human care so it is very possible oh. depending on how old they were that they are still living and thriving oh, um so i hope so brandon they are um but also i will point out the fact i wrote this in my notes and i mentioned this today when we're watching the movie like a chimpanzee that like knows how like these chimpanzees in these movies first of all any movie that involves science in the 90s had chimpanzees in it um, or another form, you know like like chimpanzees orangutans like you know but like some they, kind of monkey some kind of monkey but they act their asses off in these films <laughs> I said today really I was like they are so good like yeah. they get it they get every beat like there are mm-hmm. actors I know who could pick up a pen and pad and <laughs> take a few me. notes because <laughs> they don't miss it they are chewing up the scenery it is <laughs> I love it and I was watching this movie and I was like these chimpanzees are they are nobody second fiddle anytime the pan, the camera panned over one of the chimpanzees was like huh what they're giving it all and I was loving every second of it because they're just the most amazing animals and they're so sweet they're like, so I, sweet I just want to like so hug smart. them and, and they're I, so I, smart they're so, so smart so fucking smart yeah um, I mean we come from them so tell them Jane preach <laughs> and actually do you talk more about that science a little bit because I know you <laughs> so man used to be a fish and then he got out so of the water. man <laughs> man so was man. a fish <laughs> so man was a fish I think he you walked... need a chunky turquoise necklace on <laughs> and then he walked out of the water and became a monkey and then somehow Ooh. became a man <laughs> preach let him know you I were named Ben sorry you were named after Jane Goodall, weren't you? I was, yeah. And I have always been the most reliable scientific source that anybody can find. I really, and I can't stress this enough, I really, really understand science on a really deep level. <laughs> <laughs> The face Brandon just gave me was so priceless. My first question was going to be, what's a molecule, sis? I don't know. I think it's made up of atoms. Is that right? I don't know. know. (laughs) Or is it... I think it's made up of whatever. I think everything's made up of atoms. It doesn't matter because I barely passed every science class I've ever. Hey, Jane, you, everything's made of atoms. So you were actually right. A molecule (laughs) is made of a group of two or more atoms that form. (gasps) Yeah. The smallest identifiable This is what I'm talking about. When you don't know, and people, this is important. So get, write this down. When you don't know, take a big swing and just act like it's true. Jane in any job interview ever. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyways. Also, I love... Okay, so when they start the procedure or whatever, they they do the injection, um, and Arnold is pregnant instantly. Like, instantly. There's no... My mom goes, no fucking way. <laughs> like, she was like, that does not happen that quickly. And all it is, too, is like, first of all, they're in Danny DeVito's house and they're in his ex-wife's bedroom. 
which looks like a Laura Ashley fever dream. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I mean, it's just floral, all different kinds of floral prints and a big fluffy bed and curtains. Some pa- and, paisley mixed in there. Why not? Yeah, it's all it's all there. And he takes <clears throat> a beaker of Arnold's urine. Which is the in- color of Tang. It's it's the color. Actually, I said out loud. That's the color of apple cider vinegar. That's <laughs> it <healthy>. is so. <laughs> if that's what's coming out of him, this man who he also needs- is like clearly like so healthy. Like we see he him doing his like, exercises, and we see him like at the beginning of the movie doing all you know his workout or whatever. And it's like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's like right. they want to make sure that we understand that it's urine. So they had like, somebody. We- <laughs> go out and pick up some sunny day and they just poured it in a beaker and then gave it to him. It is, that's a problem. And honestly, Danny DeVito as like an OBGYN, when he received that from Arnold Schwarzenegger, he should have said, we we, we have two conversations we need to have. We're going to talk about like your fertility and everything, but we're also going to talk about what's going on with your body because this isn't good. This, this is, is orange juice, sir. healthy. This is, this is Snapple, sir. <laughs> And it's not on my watch. Um, we're gonna news, get you I'd right. love to go out for some brunch right now. This is making me thirsty. I know, right? Jane and I are never going to actually see each other in person again. We're um, this. Our life is basically going to be like um, the lake house. Uh, um, a movie I've never seen before. I've never but, seen before either, but I know it's got Keanu and um, Sandy. Although I did get caught up one time. Somebody was trying to explain me the plot of the movie and it was like 10 minutes of me not being able to grasp I don't oh, know the plot of the um, movie. They like leave it. I don't care. We'll talk about it another time. But like, yeah, we're gonna watch it. It was that period, and it was that period in Sandy's career where we we didn't know if we were gonna if we were gonna have a lister. <laughs> you know, she was dancing around her own blind side. She was making some choices, and um, I saw a couple of those joints, and I remember thinking, I'm a huge fan, but girl, we gotta straighten up and fly right. Okay, there's gotta be a smidge of discernment. I don't know what the offer is coming in. But premonition, ma'am, I got a premonition it's going to flop. Okay. I do remember that one. Was it like Bradley Cooper in that? No, you're thinking of All About Steve. Also, I've never seen. Although it's all, it's free everywhere. Always. It's that movie where like. (laughs) Is Sandy in that? She's like a blonde. I just know the cover of it because she's like a blonde (gasps) with this blunt bang. And it's like. And it's the most, it's like. I say I think Sandra Bullock is a beautiful woman. Oh, great. And I just feel like if anybody should never be a blonde, it's Sandra Bullock. Like it just Yeah, that's not, not the super. moment. She had a yeah, that too if by C. Ugh, there were some in there and then where you're just like, no, ma'am, this isn't going to be it. And don't get me wrong, because the great, they all have it. You know, Julia Roberts well, had it, too. You know, course. remember, remember the Mexican? Crushed Brad oh my Pitt? God. It was like these two can't even save this plot. <laughs> that movie was so boring. I remember. It's so that boring. And they, I think I that, fell asleep. She had that weird haircut too. Remember when it was like that awkward length that like Yeah. I I actually think I probably liked the haircut at the time, but you, you, you know. probably did. <laughs> but now Sandy's back on track. I haven't watched it yet, but the unforgivable on Netflix looks great. Have you Yeah, I know, right? I, I did. I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Um I haven't been in a mood for that journey. But yeah, um, it's it's a real like it's a sit down and like, you know, 
I just got roped in. I just got roped into Kennedy's documentary again. Like I need to see another documentary on the Kennedys, but every, but I'm always getting pulled in and I'm always just (sighs) intrigued by our quote unquote Camelot. Um, so, (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, so he's instantly pregnant. And then, um, there's a moment also where like he's back at the lab. We flash forward like four weeks and like Arnie's at the lab working, but also like having morning sickness and like throwing up and things like that and not doing a good job of just like holding the cover together. Um, and which I will, I will advocate for Arnie from okay. what I know for my pregnant friends. First of all, morning sickness is not just the morning and it's like, <clears throat> I can't imagine just like I've never been pregnant and the idea of having to navigate morning sickness or or that sort of constant nausea for three straight months is so horrifying to me like I and my sister had it really bad with both of her kids like the first trimester she was just nauseous the entire time and I'm just like I can't believe people sign up for this. It sounds horrible. What causes morning sickness? What is it? Oh my God, I have no idea. You're the science girl though, right? (laughs) You are a resident resident Belinda and I. (laughs) Um, I don't know what causes morning sickness. Um, It is, yeah, it's just intriguing. Like, just like what? Well, and some people get it. Really and some badly. people don't. Some people don't get it at all. And Arnie, Arnie has uh, quite the case, and it's also. I mean, mm-hmm. also we have the added factor: the fact that, like, for so many reasons, Arnold is not supposed to be pregnant. So it's mm-hmm. not like you can really even get that sympathy from anyone because it's the secret. Right. And then, like, there's a moment where, like, Larry is sort of starting to sweat because it's like, I need you, Arnold. You know, playing Alex. I need Alex to stop showing up to work because you're gonna blow the cover. And then, mm-hmm. like. Like Dr. Redden, she like follows him out one day as he's leaving with Danny and she like walks up to him and she's like, do you have a drug problem? And it's like, first of all, this isn't the way you ask a colleague that and you don't ask it in front of another colleague. Like if there is a problem, like you need to be like, hey, can I talk to you in my office? And then you can ask a question that's an inappropriate question regardless. But it's just like to walk out in front of like students in the middle of the quad and just be like, you on drugs? To like, a, it's like so inappropriate. You on drugs? <laughs> you still using? Um, so it, that's, that's so true. She just was, like does it like uh, she does not think that question through at all. <laughs> no, she wants her answers. Um, yeah, and that's really funny. And also, like we have, we get more of Angela, who's I, I she's a delightful character, and I love Angela as a she character. Is. But like once again, we've got her like just showing up demanding like Danny DeVito has essentially given her to a colleague and been like this is a good doctor like you know this person can be your yes. and she shows up and she's like no no creeps me out it's gotta be you and it's just like it's where like- was this energy when you got pregnant it didn't have to be <sighs> me then <laughs> it is just apparently like, it could be anybody from Aerosmith exactly get Perry on the phone like, yeah. you know, make him figure it out I know it's so weird and like and then they go through this, like, <laughs> it's like sort of like a, mo- it's not really a montage, but like Arnie experiencing every pregnancy symptom ever. And like, he's like crying at a commercial or something. And you know, they're like, those are fake tears. They're of like course. glycerin tears. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Really- yeah. Those are MGM style. We've got Otto Preminger <laughs> in the corner. 
<laughs> doing what he needs to do to get his leading lady to to shed him. Um, absolutely. And that, although I will say, those songs, those songs really did hit though. Those like '90s songs by like you know Michael Bolton Light, where it was just like the like the white dude really giving his best soul soul moment. <laughs> that little girl, she had bows in her. It's like, yeah, I feel it. It's like, remember? Uh, do you remember Butterfly Kisses? I used to, I used to. Um, love... Can you sing a little of that for me? How did it go? I just remember like. Wasn't it, I think um, I like... know what you're talking about, but I just want to like hear it. Oh, wait, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, with all that I've done wrong, I must have done something right. Those butterfly kisses. That's all I really remember. <laughs> yes, but so it was good. something. It was but something it was like ab- it hit you, you know, in the right in the the nerves. I love those. I wish I started that a little bit lower. I went too high, but I can really no, like make that beautiful. one hit, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. it I love a lot of those like soft rock like slightly soulful songs i have such a like there are I certain hate, songs i hate them but i also love uh, do you remember that that 80s lady song by katie olsen her name is katie olsen it's so good it's like mm. she's singing about her friends and her and like growing up and she's like they're 80s ladies now and she's like we were the girls of the 50s stone rocking sisters of the 60s and you know, and then she's like, "Now we're '80s ladies. Ain't been much. These ladies ain't tried." Have you ever heard it? No. Oh God, our I'm, listeners. I don't I'm, think so. Our listeners are like, "What are you talking about?" Because even when we were children, this song would not have been a song that we would have been aware of. Like I was like well, a, you've I was like a six-year-old. So I have. I, I was like a six-year-old child, like bump into it. Didn't even know what it was about, really. But I was like, I understood. I understood the. Vibe, but though. you felt it and that's felt the important it. thing and those kinds of songs always make you feel it you know i'm gonna send it to you Janie, so you can have a little moment tonight as you lay your head on your pillow and you get to maybe you'll play it for do. the girls the girls in your, your girl gang is that what you call yourselves the girl gang um we never have but we could start i'm sure do they it. would all love that <laughs> yeah okay good so if the girl gang's listening i coined it <laughs> don't let jane steal it from me i they um, they will know um, but I did write down that yeah, while Arnie is Arnie starts crying and he's like, she was daddy's little girl. Um <laughs> and then there's this like event that's happening. It's like an event that's happening, uh, and like and like, like it's so full on cool. like it's it's literally like Ricky not wanting Lucy to be in the show. Um yeah. and it's like <laughs> so true. Danny DeVito is like I'm going to this event. And like, and Arnie's like, I want to go. I've been in the house. I want to get out. And Danny's like, no, you got to stay at home. Somebody's going to find out. And Arnie's like, I'll be good. I'll be quiet. Let me go. I want to see the people. And like, what is that? (laughs) I hate you. You do yours then. You do yours, Jane. My nipples are very sent. No, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hold on. No room to no room to rest. I, <laughs> my nipples are very sensitive. <laughs> sure. 
So we've got so like I thought that's he says that line at some point. I did. Oh yeah, that's in the lab. That's the same scene where he's having the morning sickness. He's like whispering. Also, I thought to myself, you just threw up, and he was whispering in Danny DeVito's face. And I was like, I know that's <laughs> like, Lana Brown. And you know, we know you didn't bring a toothbrush with you. I hate that trope so. in like movies and television shows. Where people like vomit and then like somebody comes in the room and then they just have a conversation. It's like, if you don't get out of my face <laughs> with that. I have I take such sour bile <laughs> on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> I like have such issues where like I when I watch a movie or a TV show and I think about like anybody does anything where like I know their mouth is gross, like you wake up in the morning and then you start making out with your <sighs> new lover, and it's like yeah. ugh, the I mean, and it's like I know nobody got up to brush their teeth. No. Um, I, you know, we've talked about this before, but watching period pieces where everyone's like going to town on each other, like there's a scene in Outlander where one of the characters goes down on another character, and I'm like, that can't smell anywhere near okay. No, because they were wearing those pantaloons like like weeks on end. I know. Yeah, that's a lot of that. Anytime anybody's doing anything like that, I think like. You know, just, or people like we're coming in from it. like a sexy jog or something, like coming from a jog and going out. Yeah. Like, nope. We <laughs> all filthy. know. We know ain't nothing, ain't nothing right. And we know it. <laughs> and everything is ripe. So get in and the shower. Much like, much like, unless that's your thing, in which case, do you. Yeah. Um, do you. No king shaming. But also, it's that's like my thing about like these like houses and movies and television shows where always growing up, everybody always lived in like a beautiful craftsman, um, right. no matter what they did for a living. It like money didn't matter. Like they always had gorgeous yeah. homes. And, it was and in this one, Danny DeVito's house is like the full I said house to house. I said to. Dave, I was like, this, we were talking about it. It was like, this is San Francisco. Like, that house, it would have been millions then, probably. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, but that it's house on that same rich. row of where the yeah. awful houses Absolutely. Houses yeah. And then I once again had the same, I lamented as I always do mm-hmm. about how I, I'm like, oh, I wonder if anybody's ever going to, like, leave me. I want somebody who I don't know, who I'm related mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. leave me a series of properties um, oh God, me too. So that I can just like get it right, you know, finally. Right. Um, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, I'd also mm-hmm. take like money. I told you about that coworker that I had. I had a coworker years ago when I worked at Starbucks, and he had oh his wife had a grandmother who died. And I remember we were working on we were working a shift, we were closing, and he got a text message that her grandmother died, and he was like, oh, he's like that she's two grandmothers. One of them is really wealthy and she doesn't know her very well, and the other one she's very close to, but she doesn't have any money. So he's like, I'm you know, obviously you know who I'm hoping this is. And <laughs> and he came into work the next day and she'd left them like half a million dollars. And he was like Oh he, my God. Mm-hmm. This was when I worked at the Starbucks on uh, Bryn Mawr. And I oh and he was God. like, she left me half a million dollars. She left us half a million dollars. I'm quitting school. I mean, I'm quitting work here. I'm going back to school to get my PhD. Like, my <sighs> wife's in school. Because their whole thing was like, they were like, it was like, he had gone to school to get his master's. And now he was, she was in school getting her master's. And she supported him while he was in school. And he was supporting her while she was in school. And yeah. so they were sort of going back and forth. And he didn't even know if he was going to be able to go back for his PhD. And so it was like, I'm going back to do that. She's going to stay in, she's finishing up hers. Like, like our life is all of a sudden like moving forward he was like we're looking at houses i was just like oh, oh my, my goodness God. and you don't even have the emotional like the emotional labor of it being like a person you knew very well 
Right. It's just, it's just like, like, I would love to know about like a rich, distant relative. And somebody just showing up and being like, they've been watching you from a distance, kiddo. They were there. So they proud. were They're so <laughs> proud. And they've shown it. They've, they, they've, unlike many people in your life, they put their money where their mouth was. Um, <laughs> they're deceased now. So we're using past tense. But they left you. Um, they left you two billion. Um, this is just for you to start a nest egg for your life. Oh your my god! Um, <laughs> do with it what egg. you will. <laughs> um, there's more where this came from, though. This was a person who had a billion dollars, which, as you know, is a billion billion dollars. So the coffers are there, and whenever you need more, you just give me a ring a ling ling, and I'll make sure that I get it to you. Uh, we're gonna start here, so you know, maybe start a little investment portfolio, and like you know. <laughs> <laughs> See what Get, you can do with dip your toesies in this small gift of two billion dollars. Right, I'd be calling Jane up and I'd be like, "H and M, here we come." <laughs> no, I'd probably just go. I'd probably just drive by your home and be like, "Come outside to the porch," and then just chuck like a Birkin at you. Oh my god! And be like, "That's all you're gonna get." Oh, God, I know you'd be asking for handles all the time if you knew I had two billion. I would, I would be if you did that. I would not let you drive away. I'd be hanging on the bumper trying to pull you back. I know you'd well. be like, yeah, I'm not working either. I know. <laughs> of course, of you course. got two billion fucking dollars. <laughs> I'll do something for you. I'll be like if your you, brand if, manager. Yeah, if you get two billion dollars, Brandon, I'm not working it. If I called you and was like, oh my God, Jane, like I inherited two million dollars, you would be like, oh my God, we're rich. <laughs> of course I would. Ugh. And you would do the same thing to me. I'd be a little bit more subtle, but I mean. Uh, yeah, that's know? true. You pr- you probably be like, well, so like, what's the plan, girl? <laughs> yeah, what, I'd be like, what's, yeah, what's your plan? How are you going to move forward? I know you probably don't want a poor friend hanging out with you. So how about you upgrade me too? <laughs> Um, so yeah, so all that, um, as we head back into the podcast and and so, so there's this moment though, once, um, Arnie gets the invite to go to the, to go to the shindig, he gets there. He's like at like, he's eating food, which looked delicious. Although I also had the weird thought we have it often with like, we have it with pets where we talk about animals being dead, but I had the thought where I was like, oh, that food's disgusting now, which was the dumbest (laughs) thought ever. Um, 30 year old plates of food. That food is gone. (laughs) (laughs) But <laughs> because he was eating, he was eating pigs in a blanket, which I actually secretly love pigs in a blanket. I there's um, nothing secret about it for me. I love a pig in a blanket, and I never, but they, they're never around. It's such a novelty. No, of it's like not. It's, it's like people deviled eggs. Ser- people don't serve pigs in a blanket anymore. We should and like you know we should what? have we one should... of those. Part, we should have a party where we do all of those foods that are out of fashion yes, that like nobody serves that. anymore, like pigs in a blanket, like deviled mm-hmm. eggs, because people don't yes. serve deviled eggs anymore either. <laughs> but when they're there, people go crazy for them. Everybody loves them, but nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> it's true. I, lo- I love a deviled egg. I love a deviled egg. Maybe we can do like a wedge salad that's out of fashion now. Mm. Although, like, I just saw on a menu last night, so I feel like people are like bringing that back a little bit. Oh, is it becoming that whole that that we're at that that phase yeah, now? It's where like it's retro. like retro. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So <laughs> also, as, so as Arnold's filling up his plate with like his like hors d'oeuvres or whatever, then like Langella Langella walks up to him and Langella, who plays uh, Doctor Baines, he's like, "Hmm, there's something different about you. You're positively radiant." Uh, <laughs> and Arnie's like, oh, it's nothing. 
<laughs> He's like, who, me? And then Emma says the same thing to him, too, later yes. at the party. Emma, Emma later like, on, Emma says... Well, you look like, radiant. You're, like, you're absolutely glowing. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm so tired of that, like, pregnant women glow. And it's like, I think it's just called, like, sweat. They're sweating. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cue, like, Jane being so pregnant and, like, me getting my face ripped off. And I don't mention how, like, effervescent <laughs> she looks when she, like, walked into the room. Oh, my God. That's going to be such a nightmare for me. I mean, I know it's not going to be great for... It won't be great for Tara, but I know I'm going to be second in line as far as, like, the firing squad goes. And I got to just prepare myself for, like, giving foot rubs that I don't... You know, just whatever. I would not be one of those, like, gracious, like... I would it. be so mad at everybody all the time. Jane, you're a terror now. <laughs> no, it's gonna be awful. I'm gonna have to give Tara all the support I can. Oh my goodness. No, but I also am gonna be like really exciting and like cry with you all the time as well. Um, <laughs> That's the thing too. I'm so emotional now. If I were to get pregnant, I would be just we, tears on tears on tears. Yeah, and all I need is like for you to be pregnant, for me to be like sympathy, and then I can explain <laughs> the fact that I'm unraveling mess as well all the time too. Um, and uh, Tara and Dave can play trains in the corner. Um, so, uh, so also we get Cassandra Wilson, the famous, very famous yes, jazz singer. My, my oh, mom called so us. Cool. She was like, "Is that Cassandra Wilson?" I yeah. was like, "I think so." Yeah. Yeah, she sounds amazing. 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 Her voice is so deep and just like it's butter. like it's, yeah, it's like butter. It's molasses. Mm-hmm. It is just thick and and just oh, it's amazing. Um, she's singing "I've Got You Under My Skin," which I guess is the perfect song for this movie because at the yeah. end it's like Sinatra's version. It's like I guess this makes sense. Um, yeah. So <laughs> and then um, we have like also this is a really like strange note to have made, but worth noting that it seems like also the more like feminine quote-unquote that like Arnold gets like the more overbearing and dominant Dana DeVito's character gets and like yeah he gets so controlling of um of like Arnold's character as far as like where he's gonna go what he's gonna do um and then he's like and Arnold is sort of like expressing to him like I don't know if I want to get rid of the baby um and like well they have this they have so he and emma thompson have this like flirty dancing moment at the party and when they're leaving the party danny devito's like you're stopping you're stopping all of this (laughs) and without being like hey like how are you feeling i'd love to discuss like the status and like you know when we sort of want to end things he's just like no we're done kid (laughs) and Arnold's like I don't know if I want to be and he's like you're done you're off the drugs we've got the information that we need for Linden Pharmaceuticals like um, and he says he literally says you know you may have a few rough days but you'll be fine and I'm like it's probably I like how you don't know first of all and like it could also it seems like it could be excruciating actually like and Arnold says something like, oh, well, like with the chimpanzees, we like normally weaned them off. And he was like, no, you're going cold turkey. And I was like, okay, bitch. Like, but also the fact that like he was like, you're going cold turkey, but like I'm going to drop you off at your house with an entire briefcase filled with expectane. So like he had the expectane with him. So it was like yes. not like Danny DeVito could actually control what he was going to do. But also, like, not like, hey, maybe you'll still stay with me for a little while so we can make sure you're okay. And, like, nothing happens to you alone (laughs) in your apartment without a person, like, 
sort of like touching base with you regularly to make sure that you're okay and you don't like hemorrhage and die or something like we're being monitored drop- by a doctor who like basically forced you into this exactly and like also that scene was a real quick it was like <laughs> hey i think you should do this arnold was like i don't know and then danny was like no you should it'll work and then he's like okay um <laughs> and so yeah he like makes this decision for him and it's like there's never a moment where it's like can we sit down and talk a little bit like what's going on like you seem to really be enjoying this pregnancy and I'm I'm feeling like this isn't like the journey in terms of it ending this isn't like the part of your journey that you really want to um to lean into like and it's like there's no room for that it's just you're done you're off yeah it's gonna be horrible and painful but it's not gonna be happening on my watch anyway so like <laughs> you figure it out alone in your home as you go through yeah. something literally no humans ever gone through <laughs> it's like the because first, you like, were literally the only human who <laughs> tried this on and so, you could, like absolutely just die like you absolutely could and it's like under a swept as far as Davido is concerned <laughs> he's like um, if I don't hear from you I'll come check and see if there's a weird yeah. smell coming out if of I don't moment. hear from you if I don't hear from you I'll bring a priest over um <laughs> so Arnold gets alone at Arnold's alone at you know his apartment and um you know you might as well call Madonna because he's keeping his baby Oh, he's gonna keep his baby, baby. Oh. Yeah, I also didn't know until I was an adult that that song was actually about keeping a baby. I thought it was like my baby, like my boyfriend, like Papa don't preach. I made up my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping my baby like my man. Yeah, I don't know it's when not, I was exposed to the truth of that. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. Everything. I think that Kelly Osbourne version really, really opened it up for me. Oh, I definitely um, knew it before that. But I did love that Kelly Osbourne version. It was good. Was She's also got. Oh, so good. She also has a really legit, really good version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. So. Does she? Uh, oh, my she God. Does. Uh, I'm going to add that to my Christmas list because it's the season, baby. From when we I were mean, in high school. It came out when we were in high school. Not when you guys listen and, to this, um, but when we're recording. Yeah, but I'm just saying, guys, do yourself a favor. Listen to it because Mama's really singing. Um, so <laughs> also, as Arnold decides to sort of keep the baby and keep going with the um, expectane. Um, he does it without it, Danny DeVito's knowledge. Without Danny DeVito's just knowledge. continues taking the expectane. And it's literally at this like they're just like what they're positing is that you literally just need to take hormones and expectane, mm-hmm. and you're pregnant and you're growing the baby, um, and so Arnie's doing both, and the baby's growing, and then Arnie also is just switched up from like the suits and everything to just like big sweatshirts now, um, so there are like a couple of scenes where Arnie's just wearing like oversized sweatshirts and um, given full on like eighties movie of the week like teenage girl. <laughs> You know, <laughs> hiding her pregnancy, hiding her pregnancy <laughs> with like a book bag and like really big teased hair. And, uh, you know, anytime when her parents ask her at like dinner, like, Lacey, you know, why are you so tired and lethargic all the time now? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I guess I'm just a drag to be around, huh, Pop? Um, <laughs> and the real twist is that her father is the father. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Not in much. this movie, girl. Okay. This one is starring <laughs> Tom Skerritt is playing the father. Okay. And we've got Tracy Gold as the daughter. So Mm. calm down. Um, So rocking these sweatshirts. um, And then uh, also like Arnold. So Danny shows up. It's a birthday. Like they do a quick happy birthday for Arnold. Arnold pulls off his sweatshirt because he gets hot. He's surrounded by people. And he pulls off his sweatshirt. (laughs) And his his undershirt like rides up with his sweatshirt and it's a full-on pregnant belly and it's just like be more careful be more careful like it was like i can't believe 
believe that this is what you did. You didn't want to go to the bathroom and remove your sweatshirt like an, like a person who's trying to hide something. And so oh Danny God. DeVito is then like, what the fuck? Is and happening? we all know Danny DeVito is literally four feet shorter than Arnold Schwarzenegger. So like right at like <laughs> at, at like tummy height on Arnold. And so he's just like, right. oh, still pregnant. We told you get rid of it. Um <laughs> So yeah, and then and then Danny gives over very quickly and is like, "All right, you're yeah. moving back in with me." Um, yeah, and we're doing this. Um, I okay, I don't know if you clocked this, but like he's like doing an examination on Arnie, and he's talking about all the symptoms and he's talking about how horny he is. Oh yeah, and he says the line, "Scooping the middle out of a honeydew melon gave me a steifen." Which I assume is German for a hard-on. Or a stiffy, I guess, yeah. Yeah, or a stiffy. But I was like, that image is, like, horrifying. And also, why is it scooping the middle of a melon? We had a conversation about this last (laughs) night. I said to Dave, why is it scooping the middle out of a honeydew? That's such a weird... That doesn't mean anything. What about that is sexual? Like anything else, I have you could have no said. idea. And I, like, I, I had no idea, no idea why that was what they went with. Um, I, I, it's so confusing to me. If someone could explain that to us, we'd I love would, it. We'd love it. DM us. You don't have to put it on the actual comments. We can keep this private, but I just want to know. Yeah, if you know something we don't, then you know, <laughs> which is probably know. a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and anyway, and then they have their their pregnancy craving scene where like, um, oh my god, <laughs> where like Arnold and Angela are both like they bond over the fact they're both hungry. He was making spaghetti earlier, and they're sitting down to eat the spaghetti, and then all of a sudden we get that typical like '90s table. It's got like <laughs> peanut butter and pickles and the spaghetti that they were eating, and now they've moved on to ice cream and, and like the- short ribs and like Chinese takeout, like everything. Mm, I know that Chinese takeout looks so good. Um, I know. so. They are like going to town on this food. And then she's like, oh, my God, you know, you eat like a pregnant woman. And he's like, oh. And then at one point she's like, oh, my God, my baby kicked. And then Arnold goes, mine too. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, nothing. Sympathy pains. It's like, you are so bad at hiding this. It's like you're, you're literally reckless. You're just sitting at every table and laying down your cards. <laughs> every single fucking person. It's so much. It's so much. And then, like, later on, there's, like, a scene where, like... Well, also, so Noah, played by Langella, shows up, and he's sniffing around because he thinks something's up. Even though it's, like, you're the one who's, who cut the funding, like... Right. And he's like And he's, like, hunting around, like, something's going on, and he wants to know what's going on. It's, like, you could have been in on this, baby boy. You're the one who ended it. So, it, so he's showing up. He sneaks around the house. He finds the expectane after he's invited in, and he sneaks upstairs, and he sees, like, the briefcase full of expectane and he's sort of like ah something's going on um so that like the empty vials the empty vials in the trash so he's putting the pieces together and we all know arnie's becoming more and more emotional so he's putting the pieces together um and then there's a moment where like arnie like they both like angela's over arnie comes home he pulls larry aside and then like the baby kicks and first of all this kick is giving me like alien tease. Like the, <laughs> the ferocity with which this baby's kick is like presenting itself and like bulging out of this out of this Arnold Schwarzenegger's stomach. It's too much. And it, it was 
Well, Doc, he should be like, this is violent. Like, it shouldn't be this violent. <laughs> that baby's kick shouldn't be that strong. Um, well, it is Arnold Schwarzenegger's baby, so. It's true. That's a good point. And it's not a tumor. It's a baby. <laughs> um, and so that's all happening. And then, like, Angela sort of walks in the room and sees, like, Danny DeVito, like, rubbing, like, Arnold's belly. And she's like, what's going on? What What's going on with you two? Are you... What did she say? Are you, are you, are you, a, she goes, are you a twosome? Yeah. It was like a weird term. Um, yeah. And I was I'm like, sure this is were... San Francisco, Angela. Deal with yeah. it. Say it. <laughs> say the word. Um, are you a twosome? I've never heard anyone refer to like a gay couple as a twosome, but I do nope. want to find a way to do it. Just so like I can look, just take in the quizzical expressions on their face. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I bet, I bet it was like a studio rewrite. Yep. I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet, I bet in the script it was probably like, are you guys like dating? Are you together or something? Are you in a relationship? And the studio was like, no, no, no. choose a different word. Choose We're not going to pretend like this isn't a monstrosity of nature. We're going to imply it, the homosexuality, but we're going to do it as homophobically as possible. <laughs> oh, that's that big wig. That's that, that's that spin that gets you the, the, the big bucks over at uh, over at Fox or Paramount, right? I'm sure of it. You don't you don't get a door with it. You don't get a desk with a button on it that, that automatically locks the door, you know, without without earning it okay looking at you looking at you maddie um so that happens and then um so langella's been sniffing around and then realizes there's a moment where langella has taken samples and his uh secretary runs in the room and she's like we've taken the samples and we've noticed that in addition to the expectane there's also um hormones in there and so then this is the realization that the person is also taking hormones as well as expectane and so then they realize that they're looking for a person who potentially they're potentially looking for a person who was assigned male at birth who is who is mm-hmm. taking these which also like from a scientific standpoint i feel like there should have been more like hold on let's think about what's going on as opposed to just immediately being like i know what's going on um yeah this thing so- that's never happened before but they both are like huh and then he looks out the window he's like who could it be and he looks out the window <laughs> Arnold is uh, arriving to campus in a cab and cartoonishly <laughs> getting out of the, the back of the cab. And he's wearing, he's in full linen fantasy at this point. He's got the linen vest. <laughs> and he's doing the, he's doing the classic like pregnant woman, like hand on the stomach. small of the back. Holding While the stomach. you're getting out of the cab, it's like okay, <laughs> and it's a lot, it. and it's 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 a lot. It's giving me community theater, um, <laughs> and he's getting out, and he's running to like the laboratory, and he's holding his belly, and he's also holding his small of his back with his other hand, and he's running to the lab, and that's the moment that Langella's like, oh, "That's who it is." Um, oh and so then Davido, De- they quit. Also, Langella shows up at the lab and is like, "You're," he's there to talk to diana about the fact that that her egg was implanted into him and Mm -hmm. she's really upset obviously and she's like you know why do you men have to have you know you men have to have everything um and then i do i did love her speech about that where she was like but she was fucking pissed and she let him know and she was like this is like not okay but like for me if that was me it would be also unforgivable but she moves through it or whatever really quickly um and so i also love how sorry i just love how 
his response, she was like, my junior? That's my junior? And Arnold's response, instead of being like, oh my God, I know this is so like egregious. Like we shouldn't have done it. He goes, our junior now. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. You could have said anything else but that to help like comfort like, her. No, no, no. I'm in the mix too. Um, and so then Langella shows up at the lab right at this moment. And with, with these two like completely like ineffective guys. Who were just like, they're just like set pieces. Um, and he's like, You're coming with me. You're you're like university property now. And it's just like, what? No. Yeah. And then I'm a person. I'm so a person. Possible. And then we get like our we get our a little little Terminator glimmer. Um, it was Arnold is like throws Langella over Langella tries to grab Arnold, which also is just like, you're like you're like dancing around 60. Like, what are you doing grabbing? on to like America's superhero at this point. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger whether he be like uh, like a nerdy geneticist or not is like six foot four and he's like still a beast <laughs> like so, you can spot him from like he's like a huge person and it's like, like full of muscle <laughs> exactly and he's like no and so he flips Langella and the two guards just stand there of course because it's like yeah I don't get paid enough for this yeah. um and so then Arnie Arnie makes a run for it you know they then Danny puts him in a hell spa um and now he's in a hell spa and they've dressed him up in um a wig and let me say this they've dressed him up like mrs doubtfire yes it's, <laughs> yeah it is very which came out the same year um Did it? Yeah, i'm sure it's the same stylist <laughs> absolutely um and so and it was not harvey firestein despite what no. the movie will have you believe i wish it was oh my god i'd love to be there um fly on that wall but so so arnie shows up in this red hair because they're sticking with the red um and this dress and we find out that the person who runs the health spa jane has a jane knows her very well i'm sure um it's one it's one miss judy collins and well, to say that I know her very well is a bit of a fallacy. I think I've met her one time when I was like 12. <laughs> but my uncle, shout out to Uncle Russell, obviously definitely listening to this podcast, is her husband for like, I don't even know, probably like 25 years has been Judy Collins' musical director. And so they travel and do shows together and make music together and record together. And um, so it was so funny to see her in this. I had no idea. Did you see her name in the opening credits? No, no. Did, okay. I must I was, have did, missed it. And I, and so I, I forgot that she was in this movie until she showed up. And then I was like, oh my God, Judy Collins, Jane's watching this movie with her parents right now. How funny. Yeah. And I, my mom was like, I think... I think Russell was working with her when she made this movie. And oh. I don't, I, I don't, I think, I don't think she's been in many other movies. This might be one of the few. One of the few. Yeah. I would love to have gotten Uncle Russell on the, the pod to talk about any, I know. Any, any backstage tea that he may have about. I would, oh my God. I should have, sure. I should have called He's probably him. like, he's probably bad. like, no, I don't have a story for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I doubt he was there. Like, yeah. He's like, that. I wasn't on the set. Just start, just start sharing like tea. He's like, Emma and Arnold hated each other famously. <laughs> 
but anybody um, hating Emma Thompson, uh, just just for the record, yeah. anybody not liking Emma Thompson is in the wrong in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. I'd be very There's like, never surprised. a scenario where like that's like in just just knowing who she is, like you could never be on the right side of history. I don't remember. Somebody told a story like a, a couple years ago. I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about meeting him, like meeting her at like getting out of the subway in New York. And she was getting out of the subway at the same time. And they sort of hit the landing at the same time and started walking in a similar direction. And they were, I don't remember who it was, but they were noting that they didn't realize how tall Emma Thompson was. Um, she's she very tall, tall apparently. Um, and they were like, yeah, she's really tall. And they actually eventually stopped her and she was very sweet. And of course she was. She's so like, yeah. such a delight. I love her. Five eight. She's five eight. Okay, so not like okay. crazy tall, but you know, I guess but that's tall, taller yeah. than would be expected. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we've got. So now we're we're in hiding at this health spa for She's um, posing as a, a woman, a posing as it. posing as a woman at this health spa. The, it appears that all the women are pregnant here. Um, I guess so. I don't know what this place was. I don't know what this place is. Like, I don't know what this home is because they're. It's not like a home for like wayward girls who found themselves pregnant. These are all adult women. So it's like. Why are so many of you here <laughs> at know. this like resort, which is like maybe in, in this dating, is something rich pregnant women do? I've there's so much rich people though. stuff that goes on that we don't know about. Um, yeah. So it's possible. <laughs> Jane's like, I come for money. I know, um, but, <laughs> but I don't, and I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're at this health spa, and there's all these like women here, and Danny DeVito's like, I'm, I have to go away for business, um, so I'm leaving my my wife here. I don't want her to be at home alone which is like okay that makes sense like if you don't have family or somewhere for her to be like you don't want to be alone sure okay um and then you know of course emma shows up and you know unexpectedly and arnie and emma make sweet love and then she she leaves after kissing the belly and oh my god that scene where she like pulls down oh i can't stand it when she pulls (laughs) that they've just made love and she pulls down the sheet arnie's sleeping and she like kisses the belly and i was just like come on i hate it (laughs) (laughs) so much it's like they're really trying to like push a certain narrative it's like we get it he's pregnant (laughs) also this (laughs) this like scene or like this like location and setup made me realize Arnold has the meatiest paws I've ever seen. His hands are so thick and sausage-like. Really? They are. It's like they're like two of my fingers. (laughs) And like there's a point where he like picks up and dials the phone. He's like dressed as a woman. He's got like, you know, a delicate tennis bracelet on and like a big ass diamond ring. And he's like slamming his fingers against the numbers on the phone, trying to make a call, like hoping for the best. Cause it's literally like the biggest sausagey hand I've ever seen. And I was like, someone with hands like that couldn't be like a scientist, which is not true. That's probably not true. No. But that was my thought. Do it, Jane. No, <laughs> no, double down. I know. <laughs> I know nothing about nothing, but mm. I am I have trouble seeing like Arnie be delicate in the lab with those. Like, yeah, with like with specimens. Those, yeah, with those huge like, paws. Like extracting things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Arnie, of course, goes into labor, which is like, I don't know what's happening in the body because the water right. is breaking. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but there's a moment where downstairs having, you know, supping and Arnie's like, oh, and so Arnie gets up to the room. Eventually they get, you know, they get Larry on the phone. Larry's in Canada closing a deal for a lot of money, it seems. Larry yeah. somehow gets there very quickly. Um, and then like. <laughs> It's Arnie. Then they're like trying to get Arnie to like his his um practice so that they can operate on Arnie the ba- get the baby out and like Langella's caught wind of it and calls all these news crews to show up at like the hospital. So they're like waiting on Arnie to get to the hospital because they're waiting to see the first as they put it the first man give birth and um Langella's like you know courting the courting the news the 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 news crews that are frothing at the mouth um and they end up pulling the old switcheroo and they use angela um larry's pregnant ex-wife um as the um as the cover-up so she arrives and the news crews are like what is just a woman um and then they get Arnie in. Arnie, has to, Arnie, who's like about to give birth, has to like climb a ladder. Um, I know. I was like, the, he had to like climb a ladder. He went to the back and was like, climb the fire escape. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, you're making a person in labor do this. And yeah. And dad, also Emma Thompson was behind him. I was thinking he will crush her if he falls. Yeah, if he falls. <laughs> so they're on the way to the hospital. And my dad goes, I guess he'll be having a season section and my mom goes where's it gonna come out of his asshole (laughs) (laughs) that was like this is a conversation that i've had before with someone we were talking about like like a like giving birth and like we're talking about like that potentially happening and like how would that work and i remember they laughed because i was like i don't know where did it come out of and then i like stopped myself and i was like it would have to be a c-section there's no other way (laughs) <laughs> what is it like, gonna yeah. come out of the urethra that's not happening well if that's where it comes out of that's the last time you call it that <laughs> because uh it's going kaput um <laughs> like there's no there's no coming back from that type oh of destruction Woo! uh you really you really just got to be at the hospital then and it's sort of like you really there's no like um no no you got to be on call there's gonna be somebody there always at a certain point because it's like yeah you would just die no you would probably just die honestly you would die if you didn't here's the here's the thing brandon that we have to remember is that you couldn't a baby can't no a baby can't be made in a person without a uterus so this can happen i mean who knows maybe this maybe this helped science leap forward like I've always wondered. Yeah, I've always wondered. If Junior opened the door. Um, so then we get Arnie inside, and as right and as this is happening, Angela all of a sudden falls into labor. So we've got Arnie giving birth at the same time that Angela is about to give birth. And this is when we get a lot of those like delicate shots of like Arnie like in stirrups, like giving birth. And we get a lot of like, <laughs> like close up. Why does he need to be in stirrups if he's not giving vaginal birth? <laughs> makes zero sense. <laughs> like and what also, are the stirrups for <laughs> also i feel like there's also these moments where like right before they start surgery i felt like i'm just used to there being like more space between like the like the the upper quadrant of the body and the lower part of the body as far as like where people are positioned and it was interesting to me because i felt like arnie was like i feel like the tummy was like right there and arnie and they were like you're gonna have to be awake for this 
And it was like, Arnie's going to be seeing all of this. It was just surprising. I feel like they do a usually with C-sections and things, it seems like they do a better job of creating like a division between well, like. With C-sections, the up- they, they put, they put a vertical like, um, like blanket. Or yes. It's like, a, it's like yeah. a sterile, a sterile sheet. So exactly. that it's like, you know, you Keep don't the in- see what's happening. Yeah. Because I'm assuming like, even if you didn't mean to, you know, it, I mean, it can get very intense if, as you know, C-sections can moving things, organs out of the way to like get a baby out, putting them back in all that. I'm sure they don't want like, you know, the person who's given birth to see maybe those parts of themselves. Cause that could lead you down like a whole panic attack. Like, well, I don't think anybody would want to see that. I mean, th- my friend who had a C-section, her partner, he was like standing with her, but he mm. could still peek around. Oof. And yeah. he like um, he was like I saw them like pull out your insides. Like oh, your, like wow. or he was like I thought I was going to fucking die. <laughs> like of it was Of course, horrible. right? Well, it's also like, Oof. you know, his like, you know, the woman he loves is giving birth to his child and he's like seeing her like you know organs be rearranged is like probably really traumatizing but for some reason Dame DeVito decided Arnold had a front row seat and was like we're not putting a sheet up and you're gonna have (laughs) to be awake so grow up (laughs) Um, this is happening Um, and then we get all these shots of like Arnold with like this light misting on his forehead and like he's sort of like oh and like Danny's like it's gonna be okay um and like <laughs> the birth happens uh, uh and um a beautiful baby girl is brought into mm-hmm. this world via um the abdomen of Arnold Schwarzenegger and they call her Junior which I'm like they should have just first of all horrible name call her June which would be a cute nod to it and little story yeah I, mean? I agree yeah but they, I guess, felt they had to. And then, <laughs> and then also, like, right after this, Angela, Dana DeVito's ex-wife, gives birth, like, oh, immediately yeah. following. And then he's like, let's give it one more try. Let's, let's try again. And she's like, okay. And then Dave goes, what other option does she have? Um, <laughs> Dave, that's so savage. <laughs> so, she could be a single mother. <laughs> although Thanks. apparently she's proven that she does not want to go it alone because any chance she gets, she's knocking on that front door. I mean, that's the thing is like, she really just wanted to get back. Well, she, well, she made him be a part of this process, whether right. he wanted to or not. He tried to get out of it several times. She's like, no, you, <laughs> you. <laughs> you're going to usher the child that I have with another man into this world. Um, so they both are couples. And then we get the shot at the end of probably Emma's real hair, which mm-hmm. is the short hair. She, yes. her hair is a little bit shorter and she's mm-hmm. pregnant. And um, it's one year later. It's one year later. So they really like jumped on it, I guess. Um, yeah. As far. I mean, I guess and it wasn't. She's, Cause she's like super pregnant. Well, I guess they didn't have to wait six weeks for her. No, know? they didn't. He could have, yeah. you know, they could have done the deed, you know, whenever he was filling up to it, I guess. I guess uh, so. But yeah, so she's having the baby and then they're like trying to talk like Danny DeVito into maybe like carrying like the second child for him and Angela and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Which was my thought from the beginning of the movie. It was like when like he, Larry's like talking to Arnold about like carrying this child. I was like, why doesn't Arnold just, why don't you do it? 
Right. I have to do it. What exactly? And Dave was like, and Dave was like, look at Danny. He's too tiny. And I was like, no. <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't handle a pregnancy. Also, long. well, he there also are women, but there are women his size who absolutely <laughs> he's literally he's no, he's literally married to like uh he's married to, to Rhea Perlman, who is yeah. like a very tiny just woman. Small, yeah. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's just <laughs> we just didn't that just wasn't gonna be as a hilarity wouldn't have ensued. Yeah. Um well it could if they were brave enough to make junior too. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Call it senior. <laughs> <laughs> and have Danny DeVito pregnant at 65 or whatever age he is. Well, well, if they can, they can apparently, you know, make babies grow anywhere. So, yeah. So why not in Danny DeVito's non-uterus? Yeah. Why not? You know, 25 years later or however long ago that was. It's almost been 30 years, Jane. Wow. Wow. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, as we keep getting older, time is a fickle bitch. Um, yeah, but Jane, I have a question for you. Um, I bet you do. Jane, would you be willing to watch this movie again? Um, I would, but like with you, this is, it's always like my response is like, well, not always my response, but with silly, ridiculous movies like this. Yes, I would watch this again with you and laugh through it. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, and then Jane, I'm throwing the hot potato mm-hmm. over to you. Do you have um, a movie um, that you want me to watch for next week? Or is this the last episode of the podcast? No, I have decided to continue the podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> what if I was like, what if I was like, no. And then I was like, I'm ending the podcast right now without having discussed it with any of you. I'd hop on I'd hop on my phone and text somebody and find anybody else to fill your <laughs> How dare you? I am literally irreplaceable. Um anyways. You must not know about Jane. <laughs> you must not know about Jane. Um the movie that I have for you is one of my favorite movies of Ooh. all time. Uh oh. And I'm going to have you watch next week Empire Records. Oh, okay. You've been really in your you've been really in your like your like early to mid nineties bag lately, like these teen, these early mm-hmm. adult movies. Mm-hmm. All right, I see you. Okay. I know Liv Tyler's in it from the cover. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I love I love Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. She's the actress who one of my favorite lines ever in a movie. Um I've wasted so many kisses on you. <laughs> Ew, what it's is so that good. No, from? it is good. It's effective. It is from that thing you do. And it oh. is when she breaks up with Shankman and she says, I wasted so many kisses on you. Oh my and God. And it really, she really brings it home. It, yeah. If anybody can do something good with that, it's Liv. And yeah. hey, we got to tie into this movie because obviously, as we know, Aerosmith and Pregnant Angela. Yeah. And we've got, you know, we've got the the daughter of all daughters as far as Steven Tyler's concerned, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> uh, like he doesn't have other daughters. I'm sure yeah, I'm pretty sure right he does. Like, How <laughs> dare you? No, one of them's a model. I remember one of them's like a, a yeah, plus Mia. size like model. Mia. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's but. As is Liz. I mean, whatever. But yeah. So anyway. Liv. Thank you. So we are. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm into it. Um, I love it. Okay. We're next week. Next week we're doing it. Well, thank you guys 
Thank you for sticking with us throughout the um, very scientific, very um, I'm sure we didn't mean to, complicated. We didn't mean to go as deep into the science as we did this movie. I know a lot of people were scratching their heads, mm-hmm. probably trying to scramble to you know get all of the notes taken. Keep up. I'm sure Google was <laughs> right at hand for you guys, and trust me, uh, you know um, I've been there before, but certainly not in the subject of science because I am so well versed. So thank you for listening to us um we had a lot of fun i hope you had a lot of fun um if you did have a lot of fun we'd love for you to go to apple podcasts give us a five-star review and um shoot us a written review because that is really helpful and um i don't know i think it's a good thing so and you can follow us on social media um we are at Movies We Missed on Instagram and Facebook and MWM Chat on Twitter. And we will see you next week for Empire Records. So, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. you dare I always want to be here with you